Geico presents, oh, uh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, while you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? <laughs> My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. <laughs> The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Contour from Cox has all your favorites, all in one place. And with the Contour Remote, you can use your voice to find them on live TV, on demand, and streaming apps like Netflix, Prime Video, and more. See Cox.com for details. From Cabernet to Montclair, they're here to slay the art history babes. Art history babe briefs. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Natalie. And we are the art history babes. And we're doing something kind of relevant for this baby episode because the royal wedding is coming up here very soon may 19th may 19th so megan markle <laughs> prince harry <laughs> getting married <laughs> uh, you probably heard about it it's kind of all over the place and so we decided we would talk about a very important painting that needs to be discussed in really any any art history experience <laughs> must include <laughs> this painting and that is the Arnolfini portrait. Finny. Finny. <laughs> I like to think that Mr. Finney was related to the Arnolfini. He's, he's a descendant <laughs> yeah. of someone write their thesis on the character of Mr. Finney being related to make it make it happen. Make it make it real. The Arnolfini portrait is a very widely discussed work and for a long time it was referred to as the Arnolfini wedding. So in the realm of art history, it's probably one of the most talked about quote unquote wedding portraits. Mm -hmm. However, that is kind of up for debate, which we will talk about. So yeah, to get you in the royal wedding mood, <laughs> which is a very specific mood. <laughs> I don't know if I know this mood. I don't really know it either. <laughs> but we're going to try, guys. We're going to get you there. <laughs> so while there are many theories, the exact backstory of this painting is still somewhat of a mystery. So let's start with what we do know. The Arnolfini portrait was painted by a Dutch painter, Jan van Eyck, and he painted it in 1434. The subjects are Giovanni di Niccolo Arnolfini and his wife. And the painting is 82.2 by 60 centimeters, oil on oak. Jan van Eyck was a pioneer of early Netherlandish painting. He is known for his attention to detail and interest in the effects of light. He was able to paint incredibly detailed paintings using oil paint in an illusionistic way. Illusionism is the correct way to discuss realism in terms of art. Since this is a painting, it is not real, but representative of something real. We know it is not real, and the artist knows that we know it's not real. Anything appearing as realistic is therefore an illusion, an illusion that we have agreed to buy into. So the closer its likeness to reality, the stronger the effect of the illusion, illusionism. <laughs> Sorry um, if that sounded preachy, guys, but... It 
Using the term realistic to describe paintings is kind of a touchy subject. Yeah, it's one of those just weird things in the um, art historical lexicon, I think. Like, illusionism actually means what you think of as realism. As something being realistic. Because the illusion that the painting is creating is so good Mm -hmm. that it looks realistic. If you whip that out in your art history one class... Oh, yeah. You're yeah, on top. Turn, turn some heads. <laughs> You'll blow some minds. Get a gold star. <laughs> the painting depicts two figures standing in the center of a lavish room. There's a window on the left wall, and you can see the edge of a large canopy bed off to the right. On the left stands a man in a large hat wearing a garment made of animal fur. Beside him stands a woman in a green gown with a fur trim and a white veil. Under her veil, you can see that her head has been shaved above her forehead, moving her hairline further back on her head, a traditional hairstyle of the time period. Her right hand rests upon his left hand and both vacantly gaze in different directions, kind of unclear directions. Arnolfini himself raises his right hand, and it's also unclear whether this is a symbolic gesture or a greeting to someone outside of the frame. Her hand clutches her lifted dress right above her stomach, and by their feet is a small dog. And he is a great dog. We need to take a minute to just talk about this dog. Puppy appreciation. Oh, look at that dog. Like, he is a dog that I feel like he has lived some lives already. Like, he has just got, like, there is a light in his eye. Mm -hmm. He kind of has a little smirk. As we talked about previously, he has more expression on his face than the two characters yeah. in the painting. So uh, vacant stares on their faces. This dog is full of life. <laughs> He's looking you dead in the eyes. He's kind of a fancy man. Like. Oh, yeah. His, his fur was combed. Yeah, he's very fluffy, and there's this kind of illusion of big, fluffy eyebrows, <laughs> and he's just the best dog. <laughs> Corey loves this dog. I really do. I want to make a meme out of this dog because I feel like he's just got such a great expression on his face. So, yeah, uh, if for no other reason, you need to look up this painting for the dog. We should also probably mention that dogs are symbolic of fidelity. So Yes. That's a thing. That's a thing. So the dog isn't just there for my personal amusement. <laughs> the dog dogs tend to represent fidelity, loyalty, and things of that nature. And as we said, we don't quite know about whether or not it's a wedding portrait, but it being in a portrait of a couple does suggest it suggests that the paintings related to their marriage somehow, even if this isn't the wedding. It's yeah, it's their symbolizing union. exactly their union. Perfect. The painting used to be widely accepted as a wedding portrait, meaning a portrait representing the actual event of their wedding ceremony. It does depict a known married couple, and the position of the figures looks ceremonious. Some have even claimed that his wife is pregnant in the portrait, and maybe that spurred the marriage. Ooh, scandalous. Scandal. The more you look at this painting, the more apparent the juxtaposition between formal and relaxed features. The casualness of the bed and the shoes tossed aside clash with their formal attire and posture. And it's just kind of odd. It's just an odd thing, especially for the 1400s Mm -hmm. and for royalty. Yeah. 
So the National Gallery, who own this painting, insists that it's not intended as a record of their wedding. They also refute the theory that his wife is pregnant. Instead, they assert that the appearance of a baby bump is actually because she's holding up her full-skirted dress, which was a contemporary fashion at the time. Instead, they believe that this is simply a portrait of the married couple, no pregnancy, no wedding. There's also a theory that his wife had passed away by the time this double portrait was painted, which would make this a memorial of sorts. And this is often backed up by the lack of unique facial features on her face compared to his. So... He, Even though, as we discussed, they both look kind of dead. <laughs> yeah, well, he just looks dull, but at least he looks like a real kind of person. Kind of. Because he is so funny looking. <laughs> I mean, not funny looking, but, you know, he has like wrinkles around the eyes and things yeah. that suggest a live model, essentially. And then the idea is that maybe she had passed away and that's why hers is a little more... I don't know. Yeah, his features are, while still, he does have a very, like, dead-in-the-eyes look, his features are a little more just, like, dis- just unique. Like, mm-hmm. well, unique's not the right word, but yeah, like... Distinct. Distinct, yeah. whereas her features are more generalized. You know, mm-hmm. she's kind of just a generalized woman. Which could also be explained by just trying to make her a little more idealized and beautiful-seeming, you yeah. know, fitting the beauty standards of the time. So that's not a for sure indicator, but that's what's cited as evidence that she may have passed away. Modern fertility. Dang, I really wish I could sing because I wanted to follow that tune, but I cannot sing. I can't sing either, but I just I like making little jingles. How about it, Nat? I mean, you probably thought about your next step in your career relationship, but what about planning for a baby or a metaphorical baby? Or or planning for not a baby. All of those. Totally reasonable <laughs> options. Exactly. As a woman, we kind of have to make a decision to either have or not yeah. have babies. And... Modern Fertility is here to help with that decision making. Modern Fertility is a quick and easy hormone test you can take at home. So if you're thinking about trying for a baby or you want to know maybe what your options are for the future or or if you just want to know more information about kind of how all that works and your hormone levels and just, you know, generally be informed about your reproductive health, which is a great thing to be informed of, Modern Fertility is here to help. So I was able to take it and got my results back within like eight days pretty quick. It took me to the website where they had all my information, and I'm happy to say that nothing came back alarming. It was really easy to understand, and they use very simple language, but they also have options where you can read into the different hormones more closely. So if you do have something that maybe is slightly out of whack, you can read more about it and figure out you know, how to raise or lower or what that might mean for your day-to-day life it's really interesting or your fertility I guess I was kind of just looking at it for my day-to-day but um, speaking from experience like yeah I definitely feel a little more empowered just knowing that all of my hormones are working and doing what they're supposed to do yeah that is definitely good news also It is very affordable compared to similar testing. Um, Oftentimes that kind of testing can cost over $1,000. But with Modern Fertility, you can get the exact same information for just $1,000. 
$159. That's such a good price. Yeah. Plus, you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse once you get your results. So you can get answers to questions that you might have, specific questions that are related to your results. And that is really valuable. Yeah. So it's just great information to have, very affordable price, very easy to do. Comfort of your own home. Don't even have to go to the doctor's office. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering Art History Babes listeners $20 off their test when you go to modernfertility.com slash historybabes. That's $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash historybabes. Modernfertility.com slash historybabes. Modern Fertility. Arnolfini was a member of a merchant family from Lucca living in Bruges. The couple are seen here in a well-appointed interior wearing luxurious clothing. The bed does not necessarily mean that they are in a bedroom. Beds were expensive and often housed in the living room in an attempt to show off. I love that. <laughs> my bed's in my living room and it's definitely not because I have money. <laughs> We're living in a different time. Can we like bring that back? When yeah. people come over, I can be My like, bed's in my room. <laughs> we all have beds in our living room. Because <laughs> we all just live in really small spaces. <laughs> people come over, look at my... Jen's bed's in her living room too. <laughs> <laughs> look at my great wealth. Ginny oh. has a bedroom. She's well off. <laughs> <laughs> Or not. Who's to say? Yeah, who is to say? I mean, (laughs) times have changed. (laughs) Van Eyck signed his name in ornate Latin scrawl across the back wall above the convex mirror in the painting. It translates as Jan van Eyck was here, 1434. Van Eyck often signed his work in a clever manner. I mean, this is pretty goofy. (laughs) I mean, I I think it just speaks to how much humans haven't changed. Yeah. (laughs) Like, everyone just wants to be like, hey, I was here, man. Like, we've literally all done it at some point. Corey was here. And even on this painting that he painted himself, he just, like, need to make it clear. Jan van Eyck was here. In the 1400s. That's 1400 tagging. Yeah, for real. 1400s tagging. I love it. In the mirror... So back to the convex mirror. Two figures can be seen standing behind in the doorway. This may mean that Arnolfini is raising his right hand in order to greet them. So, again, just adding to these shrouds of mystery about the painting. Is it Van Eyck in the mirror? It's too small to see or to know for sure. Mm -hmm. And who's with him? Should we care about Mm -hmm. them? So enigmatic. Yeah, and that's why we're still talking about this painting. Yeah. Yeah, this painting, widely researched, all kinds of stuff on it. You can find so much information. A couple of resources that I found in researching for this episode. There's an episode of the BBC's A Stitch in Time about the Arnolfini portrait. It's actually really fun because she gets to actually recreate the portrait and like wear the infamous green dress. And if you like fashion and fashion history, this is a must see because it really goes into the details of fabric and color in the making of this dress and what that meant historically and socially. So it's really interesting. So definitely check that out. There's also kind of in tandem, there's an episode of the Art Detective podcast that I just discovered yesterday hosted by Janina Ramirez. And I love her so much. She has like 
the cutest British accent in the entire world. <laughs> and she's just lovely. And hopefully we can like team up someday because I really love her. That'd be cool. <laughs> right. But it's about the portrait. And she actually has Amber Butchart from A Stitch in Time on to discuss the portrait in terms of both historical importance and also in relation to fashion history and design. So that's another great place to look for kind of a fun take on this portrait. There's so much, yeah, mystery and enigma surrounding this and so many really interesting interpretations. People have kind of just layered on top of layer on top of layer over the years. But hopefully this gave you a good idea of what's actually going on, what people are thinking, and a good place to start in case you want to look into it further. Yeah. painted it in 1934 the subjects 1934 18 nope 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 i'm a contemporary art historian guys what can i say this is what happens when i step outside of my century okay let's try this again so the arnolfini portrait was painted by the dutch painter jan van eyck and he painted it in 19 Who's editing this? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> there were many years before the 1900s. <laughs> That's all I know. The Art History Babes podcast is made possible by support from our lovely listeners via Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash arthistorybabes to help keep the Art History Babes going and for access to bonus content. Geico presents, oh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, While you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? (laughs) My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. (laughs) The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.